Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everybody, welcome to the Walk Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Scott Telford, joined by Ben Turner. Team Slayer. I'm Josh Brown. That doesn't exist anymore. Have you played Halo Infinite? Those playlists don't—they're not, not wrong, around. To be honest, the, the correct thing is <laughs> <laughs> we've got the ball. The team's got the ball, just over and over I, and over again. No, no, it's the the bloody uh, power battery thing. What are they called? Those little <laughs> juice boys. You just got to just got to grab them the whole time, juice and no boys. one else has grabbed them because they all want to play. Deathmatch, and you want to play oh. the objective. And the thing grrr. is, we need to do. Ben Roy's fresh from a, a trip to the public shop, so he's he's very annoyed. He's but he's had a few run-ins with uh, <laughs> with the local populace, and he's he's very charged up, but which is fine for certain things. But we're going to do a retrospective, the last sort of twenty odd years of Xbox, because it is their twentieth anniversary, um, and it is worth talking about Halo as well, because obviously that's been a massive tentpole, massive pillar of the Xbox brand. But we're going to go through stuff kind of vaguely in order. I feel like the last twenty years have obviously been pretty seismic in our lives as gamers and stuff, and most of us, sorry, all. Three of us have been with xbox since the beginning i think i think both of you guys had the original xbox yeah and um and so yeah we've been there since the very beginning so i kind of want to do an open question and we'll go from there but and it's, this is a very fairy airy fairy question but what does xbox mean to you josh brown oh oh my god what does xbox mean to me that is how's it big, how's it striking big question xbox to me for the longest time kind of it made me realize that i was going to love gaming forever and what very i mean nice. by that is when I was younger, all I ever knew was PlayStation. I had the PlayStation 1 straight into the PlayStation 2. Like, the, those were my first ever games consoles. And, you know, after that, when I was getting a little bit older, when I was becoming a teenager and what have you, I kind of wondered, like you do with a lot of stuff that you love as a kid, maybe this is going to be a phase. Maybe this is going to be mm-hmm. a thing that I really enjoyed when I was younger, but I'm not going to take into adulthood. And then I got the Xbox original, and then I got the Xbox 360 in particular, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what cemented it as a lifelong thing for me when I realized, oh no, this is going to be something I adore forever. I'm making life memories on these machines. And Microsoft's output both from their hardware perspective and their first party software perspective with the likes of Gears, with the likes of Halo, all of that good stuff, just cemented gaming as a thing for me beyond a childhood interest into something, like I said, I would take into a career, into what I would take into my adulthood. That's insane that the PlayStation didn't do that for you. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring stuff back around because like I was in I went Master System to Mega Drive, yes. Game Boys underneath, and then went to the Xbox like alongside that stuff and the PS2 and stuff as well. Um, but to bring uh, more people in, Ben Roy, thoughts on what Xbox means to you? It's weird because there's there's literally different eras of it as there was consoles where um, mm. 
I never owned the original. I had a friend, I had like two friends I had it, so I would play all the Halos at theirs and um until the 360 came out when I got that. But like um for me, uh I met people, I met like a group of friends on 360 when we were shouting at people on like Gears 2 multiplayer and ended up living <laughs> with a few of those those lads. That's for cool. many for many years in um London and it was um good because the mm. rent was cheaper and it just helped me get my start in life. So I'm gonna say the <laughs> Xbox helped me, you know get to where i am now the thing is that i i do want to mention because it's kind of a through line of this stuff it's like it's meaningful memories it's like social stuff like xbox for me obviously there was uh, xbox live we're going to get to that in a bit but my earliest memory of xbox is literally the, the original halo it's silent cartographer it's being given one of the big duke controllers by my friend Steve and both of us doing split screen gameplay all through all of halo's campaign but silent cartographer was the first thing i got given back in 2000 2001 whatever it was um and just that's always been the level that stuck with me and i know that even now halo infinite model its entire look on that one level like it almost is that one level blown out into like a whole map but it's that whole sharing aspect of it it's that it is the co-op stuff it is the split screen multiplayer stuff i think for a lot of people halo was their golden eye if you didn't play it on n64 um mm. and so the first time that halo went online i mean i'm going to talk about halo a lot there's going to be a lot of crisscross stuff uh, in terms of like topics and stuff but for me obviously xbox is halo it's the thing i associate with it the most and even though the original halo the pc version was online when halo 2 went online and i first got xbox live i also made like a bunch of friends that were online from down south in the uk we'd meet up every single night after school and just play halo 2 for hours and hours and hours that thing uh, that feeling is the thing that i associate with uh, the earliest days of xbox could I confess something yes. to you two fellas and Never whoever played Halo is listening? 2. I knew it! <laughs> I have played Halo 2. <laughs> Maybe. No, but when I had the original Xbox and I thought it was like the best machine ever, I was going to my parents like, look at these graphics. They were like, what are graphics? <laughs> um, I didn't actually own the original Halo or Halo 2 on that machine. Like, I no didn't way. play them. On the original Xbox, I was getting my kicks from Mercenaries 2 and um, Backyard Wrestling and stuff like that. It was all of this <laughs> weird stuff. <laughs> what about, when, did you, when did you Why? play Halo 1 and 2 then? Halo 1 and 2 was something I, I still played at the time, but it was something I played around friends. It was nothing oh, I cool, owned okay. and personally. I think a friend in primary school, I guess I would have been in at the time, like late primary school, um, gave me Halo 2 to play over, over a weekend. So I played the campaign, uh, but it was never kind of, it wasn't a staple for me of, you know, multiplayer around my house or anything like that. For me, it was it was backyard wrestling, like I say, really... <laughs> strange considering you know the, the considering that the xbox was sold to me on those weird third party mm. games is kind of i guess a testament to how interesting that machine was if you were lucky enough to own it i guess because a lot of people just kind of disregarded that first mm. xbox well, it was also the fact that you know it had uh, the first like uh, hard drive it had like storage capacity it, the way that the it booted up it just it felt like a microsoft product in many ways and i feel like it became lovable by the time the 360 hit but that initial feel it was just so chunky and it was this big thing yes. PS2 was running Riot anyway. It was all over. Well, you the place. mentioned like the controllers and having those two um, extra buttons. I think they were like the black and black white. Black and white, buttons. yeah, yeah. Like playing Enter the Matrix with the black and white buttons was uh, is something that I'm going to remember forever. Like playing just Mad a... Dash Racing, mate. Carry on. <laughs> it was kind of um, you know a machine that opened my eyes because while I had played you know some Nintendo stuff, I could never really gel with their controllers. Could never really gel with their games. And mm. like I said, you know, having only really had PlayStations myself, this was kind of a reminder of oh, you can do things that are similar. You're going to have like the same experiences when it comes to third parties, but you can have these idiosyncrasies. You can have like the benefits of a hard drive like you said you can have this kind of weird control scheme and i i hadn't experienced that before so i thought that was very neat mm -hmm. 
Mr. It's, ben Roy, um, thoughts on the Duke? The, it's, I remember my sister not being able to actually hold it. That was quite funny because <laughs> uh, she would have been like four it was like or a five at the time. Dinner. Yeah, yeah uh, it's the the black and white buttons are just dumb. I'm glad they got rid of them because <laughs> I think they only really I can I only remember them working well with Halo because they shoved the the torch on one of them and something else mm-hmm. on the other. But um, yeah, the Duke was a was a big lad when you had when I when I know that I uh, at one point in rage with um, my mum's partner at the time, broke uh, DualShock 2, I think they're called, on the PS2, because he kept dying in Conflict Desert Storm, and you try and do that in, on the on the Xbox, and you you break your own wrist because you can't, you physically can't do anything because <laughs> they're made out of some sort of like, uh, I, I think what it was is because the Xbox brand was made out of, um, what's his old name? What's our big Microsoft name again? I can't, I can't remember his, his name now. Which one? Uh, the head of Windows. I, I'm forgetting his name. Mr. Windows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bill Gates, maybe. Bill Gates. Big Bill. <laughs> big, big Billy Gates. I think what he wanted is... He wanted I, couldn't, I couldn't think of that either. I was just yeah. like, yeah, someone I in I think there. he went a club nearby, Ray so Allen. if he ever came across anyone at Sony, he could knock him out, as he tried to do with the <laughs> Xbox. But um, yeah, they, they were just weapons more than anything. And I think I've actually, as a young person, we, we did use them to, you know... Sweet, that's the thing that those were the things that sort of dis- like distinguished it and separated it from just how I mean, obviously the ps2 to this day is the most popular best-selling console of all time but there was a feel to that original xbox that i still think does separate it in like a fun chunky kind of way um but it was the 360 that absolutely everything went into a different gear i think that's also it also Sony dropped the ball so much on the ps3 but yeah it also never fit in anyone's entertainment system. I remember. I like. I remember the Xbox would be on someone's floor somewhere and just like becoming part of the family or like be bigger than my cat and sort of things like that. Just, <laughs> just weird memories of an Xbox being around and like. It's whereas the PS at the dinner table. Yeah, the PS2 didn't have a hard drive, but it always had that handy bit in the back you could hide stuff from your parents. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the expansion <laughs> slot they did nothing with. There's like one yeah. modem for it. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, the original Xbox, I don't know for you guys if like franchises come to the fore as well. I remember playing the original Fable. I like, absolutely loved the first Fable. And um, obviously, Fable 2 as well. I think it's one of the best RPGs ever made. There's so much charm to that game. I get the way that it was mismarketed and everything, but I didn't have that because I was young enough to just go into the first Fable and be like, this is lovely. Um, <laughs> but obviously, I'm kind of building to a, a pivot into the 360. Is there anything else for the original xbox that stands out to you guys well i mean it was original right, xbox was all the split cell games right like mm-hmm. you know playing split yeah. cell and stuff funnily enough i remember going to get that after school did you do that thing when you were this is proper old man remembers video games but when you used to <laughs> drive and get something after uh, after school and you try to read the instruction manual as you go past yes. the street lights that was the um that was me coming home getting splinter cell back when splinter cell was <laughs> against metal gear solid I, I think my origin story might have been comparing <laughs> the playstation 2 and xbox versions of one of the spider-man tie-in games <laughs> like yeah. Just seen the differences games. and stuff. One of the movie games. Maybe it was Spider-Man 2. It might have even been like the original Tobey Maguire one, but it was definitely one of them. I remember having a lot of fun being like, right, are there any differences? I remember having to like side by side. convince myself that the uh, PS2 version was better because I couldn't get an Xbox initially. And it was just like that whole thing of, oh, the Xbox version's got individual finger movement on certain characters, but oh, we don't yeah. need that. Oh, that's stupid. It was laughing at my friend because um, they didn't have a PS2 and I could play things like the SmackDown games. They had to play mm. the Raw game because they had I was Raw say, games. Did you play yes. Raw? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. And um, there's because oh, I I because I didn't own the Xbox, so I actually waited for PS2 Splinter Cell to play Splinter mm. Cell, and then there's me pretending like, oh, it's the better version when obviously it <laughs> no. was the the far inferior version, and just also weird ones like 
it's around the time I still I had a really underpowered PC, so I, would, I could play things like like uh, Jedi Outcast on the Xbox or on the uh, PC and Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which came around everything at that point as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to... I was going to say, oh, sorry, I'm going to throw one very other quick old man thing in that makes me feel warm. Is remember when you would ask your like parent or someone to bring home a game on their way back because something was out, and then they'd bring back some McDonald's as well. They'd bring back some fast food as yes. well. Here's the new game, and it's also got some fries next to it. That oh. <laughs> Oh, I, the raw, raw came with French fries for me, which made that game exponentially better. Cherish those memories, Scott, Beautiful. because my dad, my old man, my father, <laughs> I used it. to ask him for that stuff. He wouldn't do that. He would just go out and then not come back with it. I'd be like, oh, cheers, thanks. I've been waiting all night on the off Never chance you might do it. No, 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 no raw for me. Thank you. I've got another one there. It's better than mine. Mine just never came back. That is Good. true. That Good is that. very true. But I'm sure he enjoyed his fries. Or he, I mean, as long as he, he kept it raw away from you, he's probably all right. I have but two yeah. games I want to shout out before we yes. move on, though, um, and that is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and mm. one more that I've forgotten that I just had up. Oh, SS- sorry, no one. SSX. Um, I sorry, I've completely forgotten it. Oh, Ninja Gaiden Black. Ninja Gaiden Black Ooh. was another one. Those two games uh, were pivotal to old JB's upbringing. I'll tell you that. Did you finish Ninja Gaiden back in the day? Did you struggle Hell a bit with that? No, did Me I either. finish it? I sucked at it, but I still <laughs> played it over and over again, trying to get past through those first few levels and failing miserably. Mm. I got to the uh, the airship level, which for, for child me thought that was like a lifetime achievement. Realized it's like the third level. Just sort of got back there in about for <laughs> half an hour when I went back to it. But um, not sure. Yeah, we should pivot into the 360 because this is when the Xbox brand like massively took off. Like I said, I think it's because the PS3 fell so much and was such a laughing stock at the time. But at the same time, you know, you had like the Blades interface for the 360, you had Xbox Live coming into its own, you had X- like the Xbox Live Arcade stuff was taken off. And um, there was all the stuff with, uh, you know, mandatory demos on Xbox. So even if something was coming out on PS3 as well, you could go across to Xbox and actually play it early. Um, all the arcade stuff had mandatory demos, which was really helpful. Um, and then they launched all the indie stuff. Like they eventually would become the likes of Super Meat Boy and things like that, um, that would get their start on Xbox Live. So I think as much as like Xbox stumbled across the 2010s, like 2013 onwards, they made massive seismic changes to the way the industry works. Um, and it's only in times like this when you have these conversations that you realize just how much they brought to the table. Um, and I feel like they never really get their due. But I mean, when you talk about 360, for you guys, what comes to mind for that? Because I've got I've got more old man stories. But <laughs> I crack down, crack down in Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Both of them. And also, yes. uh, Fantasy Star Online. I never played Fantasy f- Star. I've heard good things. Uh, shouting at French people in Fantasy Star Online because <laughs> we were arguing about saying we both couldn't understand each other. But I remember there being in lobbies with lots of French people, and my friends just like, "No, you need to do this." And it, it was it was a fun it was a fun time and got me into the world of I'm going to be shouting at people on this console for the next <laughs> rest of the generation. But well, Gears and Crackdown. Yeah, that was the thing, playing Gears Online, playing Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow Online. Like I said, taking Halo Online was a big deal. Um, earliest memories of Xbox Live, JB? Um, Xbox Live, oh my God. Like Xbox Live was a thing that I pined over for years and years because we had a crappy internet dial-up system mm. that just couldn't handle any kind of like, you know, online multiplayer at all. So I begged and begged my parents for years to try and get Xbox Live so I could play Call of Duty 4, like Call of Duty 4 was like the thing between mm-hmm. like my friends. I would spend hours and hours over my friend's house trying to play this. And that was kind of one of the most revolutionary things in gaming for me, just being able to take what I loved playing with my brother and my friends kind of locally mm-hmm. and 
blow that out to a proper big online space. Oh, so you didn't and do I, online stuff until the 360 era? You didn't dabble? Yes. Before no, that? I didn't. I didn't oh. dabble. You know, we just didn't have the infrastructure. Like none of my mm. friends did either with it. Uh, so I was local until the 360 came out, and then that was just a total, total game changer for me and mm. you know call of duty 4 um gears one and two and um, i actually didn't play much halo online until a little bit later because i was so in those the world of those other two mm-hmm. series and yeah like just getting online i can remember the day that i actually got it <laughs> because i was at my cousin's house and i walked all the way home during the day i got a text from my dad <laughs> or something saying like the broadband's been installed you can get it and i remember like walking home like a, like a 50 minute walk like through like back roads and woods <laughs> something i probably shouldn't have been doing you know quite dangerous mm-hmm. but then i got home to the glory of call of duty 4 being there you know broadband installed xbox live up being able to make a profile being able to make your xbox avatar <laughs> add all your friends and stuff it was just it was a glorious glorious time man See, and i think you know sorry just to yeah. add an addendum you know playstation tried to come in and sweep um some of that allure away by making their online free with the playstation mm. 3 obviously but there was just something about knowing all your friends are on xbox having that infrastructure there and trusting it because xbox live is incredibly solid and the playstation network at the time was incredibly flimsy and just yeah. being like right this is this is the home of online gaming and it was for so long that was when they were playing catch-up like sony when it was just sort of like, oh there's true achievements okay we should do trophies like oh there's xbox live okay god we should do playstation network like it was just that was when they were xbox were absolutely fly like the 360 period is like the best time in, in xbox history um benroy thoughts on this period in your life the PS3 infrastructure was so bad that um, <laughs> we played Killzone 2 online, but yes. used 360 for the party chat because it's just like, because they did no <laughs> sort the of... same thing, actually, yeah. We did that on a few games, but they had no infrastructure for that at all, the, the few times that we rocked the PS3 up. But yeah, just... Um, I got the 360 like a year later, whenever Gears came out, the year later, so I got it with Gears and mm-hmm. Crackdown. Uh, and I would play Fantasy Star at a friend's, as I said. But it was just Gears and Crackdown. I mean, like, the first game getting and just going through Gears and like, like it just it felt like it, it did feel like a weird new jump and just being able to play and like, like not when because like smartphones weren't really a thing. No, so like having anything. like having the ability to talk to your friends about using the home phone and things like that, and <laughs> not being having to use just text chat and weird other gimmicks it just it was all sort of like the world was coming to life and i specifically remember having call of duty 4 mm-hmm. buying that from a virgin mega stores and um playing it for a bit and then not being that into it but then by the time modern warfare 2 came around we remember like um we had almost this like seance for gears 2 like, oh we're gonna send it off now like in the viking funeral <laughs> as it goes over the waves um but we did go back to gears 2 but it was, it, i remember it being a, a thing where um, so many times midnight launches over uh, the Modern Warfare 2 or we got uh, ODST and we sat there and played it in uh, one entire sitting or um, other things like Halo 3 getting mm. them all on like uh, Gears 3 getting them all at this sort of time and that being I don't know we're going to play from 8 till 3 or 4 and then just go through to the next day and that yeah, was I, my life yeah. for a while. I did all of Gears 3 in one sitting like that was just that was a huge deal Halo 3 I don't know if you guys if, if Halo 3 meant as much to you guys on the launch as it did to me but I remember every beat of like the uh, the build to when that game came out the different versions that came out you could get that version with the little tiny helmet but we didn't know it was going to be tiny until the launch day but you could also get that steel book version and everyone was like trying to price up oh mum can you lend me some money so I can get this or I'm going to go do whatever and I just Halo 3's launch 
launch was like seismic. Same with Gears Three, to be honest. Um, and I feel like it, it like those were like life events. Like Halo Three was like a yeah. life event, and I remember like that all the stories from America that it had shut down Times Square so they could put Halo adverts everywhere. And it's just they've never hit that high again. I hope they do. With maybe it'll have to be a new IP at this point, but that was an insane time. I'll tell you why Halo Three didn't resonate with me in that way, Scott, and that's mm. because. I was obviously just just a little bit younger than you, mm-hmm. but I think at that time it's kind of alludes to what something Ben Roy said um, previously. You know, you, at that time you're only getting a certain amount of video games, and for me, I was into Call of Duty. So you were in that mm. kind of mindset when you're going online, you're talking to other people um, about Call of Duty, and their whole thing is Halo sucks. You know, it's it's like a <laughs> it's like a war between these different franchises. And when you're young and you're kind of that age, and you don't have access to all of the games, you kind of get involved in that stuff you're like oh yeah halo does suck like i'm a call of duty person this is going to define my identity for a little bit and that's kind of sucks because then it robbed me of enjoying multiple things it turns out you can enjoy (laughs) more than one thing at a time so i didn't Mm -hmm. get to halo 3 until a little bit later because i was just kind of in that mindset but uh sorry not to drag this on again but uh, i really like what ben roy said about the uh, 360 kind of bringing the world to life in a little way like the real world to life through party chat through like having these you know um appointments with your friends that are you the keyboard eight hours a day you click onto the on. controller you could life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. 
And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Click the keyboard Beautiful. and you can talk in that way. And that was the exact same for me, man. Like between going on MSN or something to instant message with your friends <laughs> for the first time. Between that and, you know, being on online, having like that social engagement outside of the real life. Because obviously real life is great, but you don't get to, you know, blow up a bunch of buildings on bad company in the real life. No. You can't. You can't do that either. It was just, yeah, a really great time to spend your formative years on that platform and like you both have mentioned you know there are so many life events that are linked to that um platform that are linked to microsoft games whether it's crackdown whether it's halo whether it's geese of war that you know you'll just sort of cherish forever and we can look yeah. back at them now as you know old men in the gaming <laughs> world i suppose we would be classed as and be like that was a good time that was great i learned I think, so much and have so many fun memories yeah it was the, great the groups of friends that you had as well it like crystallized that point in time because you got to like carry them over yes. into the digital space yeah and also i have used this qualified before but it really it really was the attitude era and where anything <laughs> was anything would go the the words i heard in those oh, God, yeah, years yeah uh, the messages you would receive and all that sort of, uh, I think that's a bit, that's a, uh, for me, that's a point that's going to always be ingrained as well. Like you'd be, and, and sometimes some games you weren't in party chat and you would be in those death lobbies mm. and you would hear experience certain things coming out of the TV. And it was, and th this console came with a headset as well. And I had the keyboard and I had that to write out things in one of the SmackDown versus Raw games to write my own like story mode. And I remember mm -hmm. being, f fighting someone online for the first time in a SmackDown versus Raw and all that sort of weird stuff that just sort of just tran like transcended like game it became gaming became something different it became mm -hmm. a thing that was very much more social for me when i felt like it was more of a that it came through a time when i felt like it was more of a reclusive thing mm -hmm. and you would be like oh i've got to make sure i've got to go have time to go out and play the friends outside and as you say like when you're younger and you don't really have an income you would that would be your time and you could really <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted because you were in games and you could mm -hmm. you could play crackdown with people you could do this you could do that and i just i guess it just hit at the right time and i i'm just in between you two but like how it came it hit and it just yeah you would you i had all my school friends on 360 i still have some of them they got dead accounts now because half of them don't use them anymore <laughs> but just things like that and you it was a time and like at one point i wear clan tags mm -hmm. as well i was SA legend killer we don't know what the SA stand for but there was those of essays cool though didn't it and yeah it was like at one point it was like scary ants that someone just made up but just all these sort of weird things <laughs> but yeah I'm gonna hand it over to someone else and also I paid to change my name later on because See, the I thing is, legend killer forever you you sure you are legend killer forever but I think the <laughs> like the um that thing though of like those early that time when it shifted from like multiplayer local multiplayer to online multiplayer it's like obviously it's the norm now but I don't know if you guys have the same feeling I remember it feeling weird to game online that this was like a gimmick it was like something that we could do that was an extension of the local multiplayer stuff and then when it became the case on the early 2010s where like 
you know, it was everything had an online multiplayer mode. I remember when the darkness got a multiplayer mode and it was online <laughs> yeah. and just thinking like, what the living, why does this have it? And it was like, in all the reviews, it was like, well, you know, this is, it has to be in there. And that sort of pivot to online multiplayer, online, you know, files, like sharing between uh, accounts and everything. That was the big shift. And I feel like obviously that's the norm now, but it was something that Xbox very much kicked into motion. I'm gonna, um, yeah. I, I, sorry, I was going to say jump in. I just jumped in far too quickly. I'm so Do sorry it. to everyone for being a bad potter. But like, um, there used to be a point where it will be appointments and I'd have friends over and their mums would come pick them up afterwards after we played a big session of time splitters <laughs> yeah. three or with some smackdown. So here comes the pain actually back then and some ham and cheese toasties and you'd burn yourself. You'd be killing people We're and very that sort old, of thing. And then you come memory. to the 360 and then they happen again because it's the point because I can just invite you to a party chat and we can play there. It was a <laughs> Xbox changed how I socialized in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, I would totally back that. Did either of you guys play one versus 100? Back yes. in the 80s, <laughs> I remember getting all my friends into my bedroom and be like, we're going to win the money, lads. We're going to win the money. We're going to go all the way. We're going to win whatever it was, like a hundred pounds or something. And I was like, between all of us, surely we'll win this competition. And then wait in, what, 45 minutes to get your shot on the, the fake game show and then going out after about three questions. But just <laughs> this beautiful. There's another weird hesitation. Like, do you remember buying your first game online? Like for ages, yes. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should buy a game on Xbox. Like, it's I, I weird. Did, I did. It's not... I had to ring my mum and because it was her account at the time when I first got the 360 because I, yeah. I just didn't, my mum just said, I forget now why she set it up and not me, but I had to ring her. She was on like a night out and I had to be like, can I buy Worms on Xbox Live Arcade? Because I really want to play, it was Worms 2. And, uh, and she was like, yeah, it's fine. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever that I could just get the game right there and then. And then because it was Worms, it downloaded really, really fast. <laughs> I remember yeah. having to explain to my old man what like the points system was. You know, God, you yeah. couldn't just, you, like, you, eventually you could, but initially you had to buy like the Microsoft points so you mm. could uh, buy the games and stuff. And I was like, right, trust me, if you give me your credit card, I will use that money to buy some points to buy a video game. And you just couldn't understand. So I'm so pleased they finally changed change that so i can it would take less my dad, yeah. he just thought i was wasting money on like a scam or something my dad was what's, terrified what's of xbox. dlc yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah there was so like the exchange rate was terrible as well but like my dad was terrified of xbox live he was like well how do you know they're not next door how do you know they're not down the street how do you know they're not like <laughs> they're gonna come to your door and know exactly where you are and it's like because i'm not sharing that information dad but um <laughs> it's like sorry yeah. mr till but i don't think bill gates is next door <laughs> siphoning off this money my dad, swing, my swing in a duke just waiting to get you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like an axe throw one last thing i was going to ask for 360 which uh, ironically is the first thing i should have asked which is which version of the console did you guys get did you get the core or the premium or what did you, what could you afford because i i had to take everything every other game i owned and i went down to game station at the time big literal stack of games i was a big bin bag full of games everything i owned i put them all on the counter and i said i really want an xbox 360 and the guy totted them all up uh, a guy called warwick who had become a friend over time um, and he talked them all up and he went, you can't afford the premium one, but I can get you the Xbox core and I can get you one copy of Crackdown, but you'll have to buy everything else separately. And young me just went, it's fine. I've taken all day bringing this stuff down here. Just give me the Xbox. And then I went on to spend, what, £120 on the hard drive and everything else had to be added on after that. So that's my earliest Xbox 360 buying I... memory. Similar, similar story in a classic um, Christmas muck-up, I think you could call hmm. it. I might have mentioned this before, actually, but um, 
when I got the uh, the Xbox 360, it was a year, maybe two, maybe even two years after it actually came out when it mm-hmm. finally went down in price a little bit. And I got like the core version. But obviously my parents had no idea what they were really getting me. I, I just asked for an Xbox 360. So they got me the Xbox uh, core version. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> had Prey and Tomb Raider Legend at launch, which I really loved. But Shout. the issue was because we just got the original xbox i was saying to them like oh no need to worry about getting a memory card these things have hard drives don't you know the original xbox has a hard drive in it so the next one will obviously be the same and then you get the core version and it doesn't and i didn't ask for a memory card and i had to play the opening to tomb raider legend over and over and over and over again until i could get a memory card a few days later i was doing that with crackdown every night for the first week as well did you guys have uh, Benry? you can come in with your early 360 buying thing as well but did you guys have the faceplates because i had an assassin's creed faceplate and i thought it was the coolest thing in the world i didn't i didn't have any of those out on that. i so i also had the core because bless my mom like, i just <laughs> i just I, as i i got my i remember getting my xbox the year after it came out and i lost we i lost the war to get the playstation for his like, playstation and it was like <laughs> she was like it's like almost 200 pounds more mate you're not getting it I was like, damn it and then um <laughs> Yeah, so I had the core one, and that I eventually bought all the bits. I got the hard drive. I got the. Um, I ended up getting the wireless little thing. It would stick on the end, on the back oh, of it yeah. to get wireless yeah. instead. After well, she finally got bored of me, like buying a, a a cable that was far too long, to Ethernet cable to get into <laughs> it. So like twenty meters, it racked up outside my room, and just as I was like, she's like, "What are you doing?" It just it, trust me, this works. It's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Trying to run out the carpets and things like that. And then, yeah, then that Xbox one time just died. So I had to send that to Germany and I got a different one back. And then mm. I just was like, screw it. I'm working. I'm big bollocks now. I work at Iceland. So I bought myself an Elite, <laughs> I think it was. And then before, as uni happened, then I had to, I, got, I traded that away because I got the Gears of War free special Xbox, mm. which makes Gears of War free sounds. And then I had like three 360s throughout that generation. That whole, it was a, that it was whole, time. Yeah, that whole like advancement of it over time, because that was that really elongated console cycle because of the uh, the crash, whatever it was, over in America that elongated everything. So the generation ended up being like nine years long or whatever it was, I guess. Yeah. Maybe a bit, a bit shy of that, but it was still a lengthy amount of time. Like at the ages that we were, we changed as people considerably between when that thing came out <laughs> to when we were moving on from it. I think that's a really important thing to know as well, because I remember when the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and stuff was coming out, and it felt so monumental, even though I had lived through console generations. Like you Mm. said, there had never been one that felt that long. And the Xbox 360, and I eventually did get a PS3, but almost entirely the Xbox 360, did me for like my entire teen years, essentially. You know what I mean? Like it was such a big chunk of my life where that was all I knew. That was Mm. the focus. So when it time came around for the PlayStation 4, it kind of felt weird it felt weird that we were like finally moving on because it almost felt like this was going to be part of my life forever even though games obviously were starting well, to stagnate and stuff and now that's kind of weird going from the playstation 4 to the playstation 5 because even though it's been like a shorter generation anyway it feels more natural i suppose it's still mm-hmm. a big thing but it the playstation 4 was still a big part of my life but like that 360 period when we're that age it like it just becomes part of 
what you do as a person, I guess. Well, it's like when I when I got the 360, I was in sixth form. I was finishing high school. I got my first job and then like went through both universities and then like got here all with the 360. And then like mm-hmm. obviously the PS4 or the Xbox One or whatever was 2013. And then it's just been doing this job for the last eight years and now it's the new system. But like, yeah, the amount of stuff that happened across the last generation, last, last generation, um, was like massively seismic in that regard. Um, we should end on where the Xbox is at right now because I feel like the last sort of uh, eight years ish obviously the xbox one launch the xbox one reveal was like the biggest mistake in their history quite easily um i think they've recovered quite considerably and now they've got all the game pass stuff they're pushing backwards compatibility quite considerably um game pass is easily like the best thing about xbox like whenever even when people ask me like do i get a ps5 or an xbox i say like, well, how much are you going to play how much do you care about this list of exclusives just get an xbox and get game pass like it is a phenomenal amount of uh, value for money um, and it just is an incredible deal. I think that, like, personally, I would love them to have a way more exclusives than they do. But um, if you just, you know, if you just want a bunch of games, really good quality games, and you want old school stuff played better than ever uh, on the backwards compat stuff, then all the auto HDR, frame rate boosts, all that stuff is stellar. So I really like where Xbox is at, but I feel like they're they're sort of quite handily, quite comfortably in second place. Uh, or even third place, sorry, because I guess we switch and Sony. But yeah, what yeah. do you guys think of all that stuff? It's weird because my Xbox One story is so quick, right? I mm. just, I abandoned that whole side. I, I went back home with the PS4 because the PS4 came out as I moved to London, as I left university. Like It was the same thing as you, like mm-hmm. 360 gone now, goodbye. And then the <laughs> Xbox One was out and I, just, I paid no heed to it, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then I but I traded a, get me with this, a washing machine for an Xbox One. <laughs> Where? With my friend, because oh well, I, I had I just had a washing machine, okay, that I didn't need anymore. Just put it on I the tra- counter in game, like, well, that's all I got. So, <laughs> what you got? My friend came up and drove up the Xbox One to me. He took the washing machine back, and that's then good. I had the Xbox One. That's how I played Gears Four, and God help me, Gears Five with that, and then the Series S. And I would be a much like you, Scott. I would mm. say like. I, I almost say to people, just if you can get a PS5, which is very hard to get a PS5, and then just you know what, get yourself if you got yourself a Series S in like free games, yes. if you pay, got them in Game Pass, you're paying that back in some weird mind maths. But yeah, the, the um, the, it's the Series S now, and I, I might get an X at some point just so I can have a disc drive or I'll wait for the inevitable Gear Six Xbox. Microsoft I mean? Flight Simulator in 30 frames a second, mate. Don't you? Oh, I, my friend has a Series S and it's almost unplayable on that, so um, <laughs> you, had to, you had to delete it. I, but yeah, it's just now Xbox is in such a weird but good place, and I feel like Phil is—he's found all those old Dukes that um, Bill Gates had. Now he's swinging them around, <laughs> ready to come back in, in this moment of like triumph, where it's just so much is free on there. If I mm. had a child, I'd be like. You're having a Series X or an S because you could just have Game Pass and get out, go go to your room, play it. Yeah, they're just not gonna there. they're not yeah. gonna be like, well, actually, I want to play the exclusive thing because the sheer value for money is so ridiculous. Also, the Duke yeah. controller is available in the new age. You can get a wireless version, um, which yeah. is just the best the best thing you could do. Josh Brown thoughts on the Xbox One era. Um, the Xbox One era, I think it's telling that we haven't barely even spoken about it. To no. be honest, I, I also abandoned have... it, like Ben Roy said. Exactly the same, you know, I mean, I've talked for two years now about how the Xbox One that I have is under my bed gathering dust, my mm-hmm. Don box. Um, I had no love for that, just various different reasons. I didn't really like the games in it. You know, I enjoy Gears 4 and Gears 5 a lot, but there wasn't anything you drawing to that. Like my friends weren't on it. But then I got the Series X recently and I can't believe how much I love that machine. Like I mm-hmm. think that's a really solid 
bit of kit. I love booting it up and actually getting an excuse to play it, whether it's going back to Gears 5, whether it's playing Forza Horizon 5, whether it's going to Halo Infinite or what have you. I think they're in a really great position now. I think the machine is solid. And like you were saying there, you know, Game Pass is just the best thing in gaming right now. And I think, you know, having reminisced about our past experiences with Xbox and gaming over the course of this podcast and, you know, how we were when we were younger, when we were kids mm-hmm. and stuff, like I could not imagine having an Xbox Series S or an X or even an Xbox One and having Game Pass because, you know, like we were saying previously, while I might have struggled to convince my parents to buy me Halo 3 alongside Call of Duty, now you just have access to so much stuff if you do have Game Pass. And I think it's a much, at least it would be to my parents at the time, it would be much easier to convince them to get me this yearly service and then not pay for anything else. And then you have access to this huge library where you could just constantly be devouring things. And more importantly, trying things you might not have been able to Mm -hmm. or might not have been inclined to have risked some money on when you were a little bit younger. You know, like there are so Mm -hmm. many games on that that, I would have loved to have played when I was a little bit younger, but would have said, oh, I'm saving my money for the next Call of Duty or I'm saving my money for the next Halo. And I just think that's such a plus to the entire gaming world, whether you're a veteran gamer, whether you're someone just getting into it for a first time. I just think it's a great machine. It's a great service. And it's pleased to have them back in a big way. Like there'll never be an Xbox 360 era again. They're never going to be as on the ball and as relevant as they were then, I don't think anywhere, but hmm. that doesn't mean they can't still be doing good work. That doesn't mean they can't no. still be putting out great competition when they go up against Sony. I think stuff. it would need, because the 360 era was so good because Sony had dropped the ball so much. It was that whole inverted momentum thing where they were coming off the PS2 and then they went sideways. And then obviously Microsoft did that with the 360 to the Xbox One. And then we're in a state now where honestly, I thought they would have managed their franchises better. Like I thought that going into this generation when they unleashed the, unveiled the Series X at the Game Awards and they were like, here's some Hellblade 2 footage and it looked great. I was like, that's going to be tip of the iceberg. They're going to be, here's the, here's the new Gears, here's the new Halo, here's the new all this stuff. We've had an entire generation to write the ship. And then I kind of I kind of still can't believe that they aren't doing that. Like, they've just managed to just now get Halo Infinite out. And even that, it needs a lot of stapling back together and stuff. So I feel like, but if to the, alongside that is the fact that they are nailing all the fundamentals other than exclusives. Like, all the quality of life stuff is stellar. You always, it always gives you the best version of a game when you just put it in Xbox. There's a monolithic feel to that system, whether it's Series S or Series X, that you just, there's a reliability to it where you just sort of mm. go on any game and your save carries over it's all cloud synced you could pick it up on your phone and continue for a bit go back to the console it'll work and it's just it's it works in a way that the uh, ps5 doesn't and the ps4 doesn't um and it's just it feels like if you just value video games as an art form the history of them and playing the best version of any particular story or whatever um that chances are that is on xbox just through sheer hardware power it's giving you the best one or money wise you have access to all these different things archive wise all those kind of things so they're in an incredible place i just wish they had more um, exclusive reasons to buy Xbox other than Game Pass, but Ben Roy, some thoughts. I would just say when they get around to making nostalgic growing up or coming of age films, it'll be a kid <laughs> playing their 360 in their like in their room, and it the, it won't be the whole someone's playing then like the Nintendo. I feel like that for me defines so many things that I, so many people that I knew and so much that I end up going in on to like. Mm. I would just. It, it's a weird one. It's, it's such a. I, I I've realized this is the big nostalgia cast because we're all oh, we yeah. all grew up with it, and I just I'm glad that Game Pass the way it exists to hopefully 
claw some stuff back because I think competition's good. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if back then when we were all younger, if that uh, Apple video games console is ever going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> if I mean, look, if uh, if the Last Guardian can finally come true, Shenmue Three can come true, then then dreams can happen. We should end on your gut reactions to this question, Ben Roy Turner. What is your best? What is the, your favorite Xbox game? Uh, Gears of War three. Shout, Mr. Josh Brown. Gears of War two. Gears of oh, War two. I think it's gonna be for me. Gears two <laughs> very close. It's Halo two for me by a landslide, just because that was the first one I took online. Even though I do have that whole big old feeling for Halo three. It's just it's Halo and Gears, isn't it? Halo, yeah. <laughs> Halo and Gears. I was gonna make a rhyme out of that, but uh, it's uh, it's Halo and Gears all day long. But yes, thank you very much for listening. We've just been a big old old men loving, old men loving Xbox. Twenty <laughs> years worth of Xbox to get to this point. And um, for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host Scott Hilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Oh, yeah, goodbye. Sorry. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Lost in the memories. I'm Josh Brown. I was trying to figure out a way to reg- red ring of death my way out of this podcast, but I don't <laughs> think that works. So just pretend I've shut down. That's the, the dark time that we completely skipped over. But we'll catch you all next time. Thank you and goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.